How is it going, Bears fans? Welcome back to another episode of the Bear Down Podcast, where we talk everything Bears every day of the week. Today, we kick off our Week 2 New York Giants coverage with three key matchups. Welcome back to the show, guys. I would like to say, before we kick this one off, thank you once again for 2.5K subscribers on YouTube. Whatever platform you are listening on, do us a favor and subscribe. We are pretty close to 150 uh, listeners on Spotify, as well as 3,000 subscribers, obviously, on YouTube. So do us a favor. If you want Bears content every day of the week, hit that follow button. Also, for those listening on YouTube, let's set a like goal on this video for 60 likes. Uh, you guys have been killing it lately, and uh, we're super excited to start our Giants coverage for you guys. I am your host, Chris Malpe, and today I am joined on a very late Monday night with all of my co-hosts, Par Shaw and Jalen McClinton. Fellas, what did you think about the Giants game against the Steelers, and how is it going? Doing pretty good. Uh, the Giants game was fairly close till I think, the second half. I'd say the Steelers started to pull away. Um, but, yeah, it was interesting to get some film on the Giants. And you did mention it's fairly late. It's around 11.30 here in Indiana. Kind of tired, but always ready to grind out some videos for you guys. Yeah, same here. Um, you know, watching that Giants game gave me some optimism, some stuff that I know the Bears can take advantage of and uh, hopefully get a W. But just watching, you know, Vic, Broncos, and the Titans play some football. But that's about it. Just enjoying my Monday. Yeah, uh, you know, not the greatest start for the Giants. Uh, Saquon Barkley in the Giants' run game uh, was quite ugly in their opener. Uh, Daniel Jones looked great at some time and uh, not so great at other times. So we've got a lot to break down today. Uh, I would like to say uh, you guys are probably confused why you're seeing our three key matchups on Tuesday, and that's because we have a little bit of a different uh, setup for this week. Not only because the Giants played week one uh, on a Monday night, but also because we are waiting on uh, a, a good guest for Meet the Opponents for the Giants. Uh, we've got the senior editor for GiantsCountry.com, uh, also a writer at Sports Illustrated, Patricia Tra- uh, Traina, joining us tomorrow for Meet the Opponents. So you'll see this today. Meet the Opponents will come tomorrow on Wednesday, uh, and then we will get back on our normal schedule as the week closes out. But today, we are here to talk about our three key matchups in Bears versus Giants. Bears will be back at Soldier Field this weekend, looking to start 2-0 on the season for the first time in what must be some time. So let's just hop right into it. I've got the first matchup, and I'm going to go Mitchell Trubisky versus the Giants secondary. Um, you look at the Giants secondary tonight, first of all, uh, and we saw Ben Roethlisberger uh, he was able to succeed. He threw his first touchdown pass since December of 2018. And not only that, but he also threw three touchdowns in this game uh, pretty casually, which was a, a pretty good performance for him. 21 for 32, 229 yards and three touchdowns with a passer rating of 117.8. Let's take a look back at Trubisky, who obviously fired up in that fourth quarter against the Detroit Lions. Uh, before we get into him specifically, I want to go back to the Bears bringing in Bill Lazor. We obviously saw the Bears hire Lazor this summer. 
Uh, definitely a questionable move when someone like Pat Shermer was around who could have came and called the offense in Chicago, who's currently calling the offense for the Denver Broncos on television. But one great thing about Bill Lazor that I like historically is that teams with Lazor uh, shore up their passing attack by utilizing more of play action, something that should be inspiring for Mitchell Trubisky. We saw a decent bit of play action on Sunday, and uh, also that in a lot of run-pass options, uh, and something that, you know, the, the play calling really does cater to Mitch's game. I know Nagy's calling the plays, but with Bill Lazor here, uh, it definitely helps him succeed against any secondary more. Uh, you know, you look at Mitch uh, against the New York Giants in 2019. On play action and rollout plays, uh, which consisted of 19 plays, Mitch went 12 for 18 for 184 yards and a touchdown, and also one scramble for two yards. And then you look at him on plays where he dropped back uh, and just throw the ball out of the pocket or, or was a quick throw. Uh, 24 plays is what that consisted of. Uh, he went 10 for 20 for 89 yards, two interceptions, two times he was sacked, and also two scrambles for 17 yards. Uh, obviously, we remember the Bears taking down the Giants last year at Soldier Field. 19 to 14, not the greatest game, but the Giants are a beatable team. We saw Trubisky just last week uh, succeed in the play action against the Lions, throwing a touchdown uh, from one yard away to Javon Wims on a rollout play, uh, also avoiding pressure when he was able to scramble outside of the pocket, something that's actually pretty attractive about his ability to play. Looking back on 2019 one more time before we talk about this Giants secondary, Trubisky uh, overall in 2019, Passing out of the pocket was number 18 in completion percentage, number 32 in yards per dropback, and number 28 in QBR. Uh, if we look at his play action stats, uh, they aren't much better, but they are definitely better. When the Bears ran the play action last year, he was number 20 in completion percentage, 22 in yards per dropback, and number 27 QBR, uh, all of which are stats that go up from when he was in the pocket. Uh, Trubisky averaged a play-action passer rating of 139.2 in 2019 per NFL matchup. Now, you guys may be asking, Chris, why are you bringing up so much about the play-action pass? This is about supposed to be about the Giants' secondary, but I think we saw Ben Roethlisberger take advantage of the passing game against the Giants. Uh, he's not essentially the quarterback that's going to run a ton of play-action pass, but he showed that this Giants' secondary has holes, and the way for Mitch in my mind, to be able to succeed against the secondary is to get him outside of the pocket and throwing on the run. The Giants were the fourth worst in the league in 2019 in passer rating allowed with a number of 101.4. Last week on, on uh, the episode of Three Key Matchups, we talked a ton about how that Lions secondary has also allowed a lot of high passer ratings. Uh, the Giants did add Logan Ryan this offseason and still have James Bradbury. But we could just see watching that Steelers game that this secondary still has some holes. So I'm hoping Mitchell Trubisky can utilize the play-action pass. Uh, it was pretty successful for him in Detroit and be able to take advantage of this Lions secondary. Uh, you know, just taking a look at some of the Steelers who did well in this game, obviously we saw Benny Snell have a good run game, which is looking good for the Bears. Uh, you know, they had, they had a renovated rushing attack uh, just yesterday in Detroit that looked a lot better than in previous years, but we're here to talk about the passing game. So taking a look at some of the Steelers receivers, uh, obviously Juju Smith-Schuster had a good game scoring two touchdowns on six receptions for 69 yards. 
Deontay Johnson also hauling in six receptions for 57 yards. And the rookie of Notre Dame, Chase Claypool, with two catches for 39 yards. Uh, I, I think the Bears have the receivers that are going to be there to be able to make plays against the Giants secondary, just like Smith-Schuster, Deontay Johnson, and uh, Chase Claypool. Uh, so if Trubisky can get the ball to these guys, preferably in the play-action game, uh, I think that the Bears can win this game. So my first key factor, and the first one for all of us, is going to be Mitchell Trubisky uh, versus the Giants secondary. But going more in-depth on that, Trubisky taking advantage of the play action uh, and hopefully carving up a giant secondary that definitely still has some holes that were exploited tonight. So I'm going to pass it on to my co-host, Jalen McClinton, who has the Bears' defensive matchup of the game. Jalen, what is your key matchup that the Bears have to take advantage of defensively if they want to win this Week 2 matchup? So my key matchup of the game is the Bears stopping the Saquon Barkley in the New York Giants run game. Um, against the Lions, we let Adrian Peterson have 14 carries, 93 yards, and an average of 6.6, which is something that we haven't done in a long time. Um, we obviously took a, a big loss in our run defense due to Eddie Goldman opting out of the season. Um, and we obviously replaced him with uh, Bilal Nichols, who, who that mainly never played in those tackle before. And he really didn't do that bad, but we, you know, we still gave up a lot of yards to, to the Lions in general. Uh, actually, today, Saquon Barkley did not have a great game at all. Um, for point of the game, he had, like, negative yards. Um, but his total, you know, stats today were 15 carries, 6 yards, and he averaged less than a yard. He averaged, like, 0.4 yards today. And, um, you know, the Steelers obviously have a great defense. They basically you know, made Daniel Jones have to beat him, and that's something he couldn't do. He only threw two touchdowns and two interceptions, um, which obviously, you know, put the ball back in Roethlisberger's hands to score points for them. Um, like I said before, Saquon Barkley is a great is a great running back. Um, I did, like a, run, a good run game could lead to the Giants having the ball for a long period of time and having the defense on the field, and that's something that I don't want to see. Uh, Danny Trevathan was very gassed last game. He was getting beat by everybody. You know, he almost lost the game due to you know DeAndre Swift just dropping the ball. If, if it wasn't for that, we probably would have lost last game. So I don't want to see the defense on the field. Um, you know, the, the, our offense also has to stay on the field just to not see that. So that, that's mainly my key matchup. Yeah, uh, you got to get the ball out of Saquon Barkley's hand. Jalen mentioned it. 0.4 yards per carry is not something you're going to see out of Saquon Barkley consistently. Uh, and the Bears are going to have to slow him down if they want to win this game. Uh, you know, you look at last year when they played him, 17 yards for 59 carries, 3.5 yards a carry. Uh, which is, is uh, I would say, pretty average for a running back. But if the Bears want to slow down Saquon Barkley, they're going to force Daniel Jones to throw the ball, uh, which uh, I don't know how great that's going to go considering uh, he had two interceptions tonight. One was just a completely boneheaded play. Uh, I don't know how much I trust Daniel Jones personally, so I think if we can slow down the run game and put the ball in his hands, uh, I think the Bears will be in for some success. And obviously we saw how great – Jalen Johnson was able to be last week, uh, having six tackles, two pass breakups, uh, also Kyle Fuller with an interception. So make the game depend on the Bears' secondary, shutting down the Giants' wide receivers. Uh, Saquon's definitely the biggest threat on that New York Giant offense, and slowing him down is going to be big time for winning this game. So finally, you guys know how this works. We do our offensive and defensive key matchups, and then finally we present the overarching matchup of the game. So I'm going to pass it along to Parshaw, who has an overarching matchup of the game that is something that could be quite important 
uh, if the Bears want to take home this win. So, Parth, what do you got? Um, I'm going to go with the Bears' defensive line, you know, being able to create pressure on Daniel Jones and the Giants' offensive line. Uh, I'll look back at 2019 when the Bears played the Giants at Soldier Field where the Bears squeaked out a 19-14 to win. Um, back in that game, the Bears had, had eight quarterback hits. Uh, surprisingly, Leonard Floyd had actually had four of those. And then Matt Cleo Mack had a sack that game. And then Daniel Jones also fumbled the ball once. And last year, in his rookie year, he had 18 fumbles. So he fumbled more than the games he played. And then today, uh, the Giants just played the Steelers, and he still struggled under pressure. He was sacked three times. Uh, he also fumbled the ball once. And he had two interceptions when he was pressured. Uh, we saw the ball he threw to Cam Hayward, which was pretty ugly. You know, he just threw it up and when he was getting like sacked or held on by like two guys and the ball to TJ Watt, another terrible pass that he had when he was getting pressured. So if we create pressure on Daniel Jones uh, and make it uneasy for him, I think the Bears have a very good shot at winning this game. If we look at their veteran right tackle, Cam Fleming, he, he struggled today as what caused all sorts of pro- problems, leaving the Giants guessing to which oncoming block blocker to guard on that side, basically. And, you know, Khalil Mack yesterday had six quarterback pressures. Uh, you know, he didn't stuff up the stats sheet at all by any means, but he had the second highest pressures in the league already. So he's already up there in that. And hopefully Robert Quinn is back healthy and ready to go which will definitely help out the line. Uh, we saw Akeem Hicks being able to get a huge sack last week on Matthew Stafford. So with a healthy Akeem Hicks, um, you know, I mean, I know for a fact Mac isn't help, fully healthy yet, but he's getting there. And Robert Quinn, who's going to hopefully can come back from injury and create some pressure with these guys. I think the Bears could heavily disrupt the pass game. Uh, we all know young quarterbacks struggle whenever they're being pressured. And when you have a guy like Cleo Mack, on your side, you're gonna, you're most likely gonna wreak havoc. Um, so hopefully, the Bears can create some pressure on Daniel Jones, make him throw some interceptions, fumble the ball, things that he does a lot whenever he's under pressure. Yeah, uh, I mean, you just look at Daniel Jones last year. Parth mentioned it. Uh, he led the NFL with 18 fumbles, which is the fifth highest uh, in NFL history for quarterback fumbles in a season. Uh, also, one fumble every 45 snaps, just about. Uh, the fumble issue can be corrected. I mean, we saw Jones going down, holding onto the ball with two hands in this game. But he's definitely had a fumble issue in the past, and he's definitely had an issue getting sacked in the past. Uh, Jones was sacked eight times in the Giants' loss to the Cardinals in 2019. Uh, we saw how Chandler Jones did in 2019. Uh, hopefully Robert Quinn and Khalil Mack can do something like that uh, as a combination. Uh, Chandler Jones obviously had 19 sacks last year. I'm sure we... As Bears fans want more out of Quinn and Mac, though. Um, you know, yeah. And Jones was sacked 38 times last year. Uh, we saw the Giants O-line tonight. Didn't look too great. So if the Bears can force pressure on uh, Basically, I mean, Parth and Jalen uh, put the piece in the puzzle. If you stop the run game, Jones is throwing. If you pressure Jones, that's how you win the game and stop the Giants. So if the Bears defense can shut down on all cylinders, which honestly we didn't really see them do against the Lions, but... Matthew Stafford played his balls off in my eyes. Um, You know, this game's going to be very winnable if you can get the Giants' offense off the field, take away their X-Factor in Saquon Barkley, and put some pressure on Daniel Jones because you're going to force him into some mistakes. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to our Week 2 installment of Three Key Matchups. If you want more content from us, you can head over to our website, BearDown.com. We're posting a ton of content there every day trying to get as much extra content for you listeners as possible. 
you want to find us on social media, you can head over to Instagram and Twitter and find us at Bear Down. We're putting in a ton of work there, getting you guys sneak peeks for podcasts, trying to also interact with you guys, get some suggestions on what you guys want to hear on this podcast, and much more. So those are some great follows. Also, if you want some more great follows and you are on Instagram, you can find the links to our Bears fan pages down in the description. Those are some awesome follows as well. We do a ton of our own work on those pages, give our own insights, uh, updates, analysis, everything. Uh, And if you are an Instagram user, I definitely suggest you head down to the description and check out our pages as well. Parshaw, Jalen McClinton, we started this recording about 23 minutes ago, and the first half for Broncos-Titans just ended. So two questions. Are you going to stay up and watch this game? And uh, any last words otherwise? Uh, I'm going to try to stay up. I got I to gotta wake up a little early to finish some homework because I didn't do it today. So there's that. And um, for any last words, I'm just going to say the Bears got to lock up Saquon Barkley. Uh, we saw him struggle today. I mean, Jalen went over it already, but... You know, I saw him hurdle two guys yesterday. I mean, not yesterday, today. And uh, what's it called? We It'll be yesterday by the time this podcast is out. So Exactly. Way yep, to think so. about the future. We're not going to act like that was a mistake. <laughs> exactly. And then he also hurdled Adrian Amos the last time we played them, which was kind of a highlight reel play for him. So hopefully he doesn't hurdle any of your guys. Um, you guys will never notice, but we've been recording this video for a very long time. Um, so that just shows you how tired we are, but um, um, I'm just I'm just ha- here, you know. Happy week two is here. Um, I still can't believe we have football, but um, definitely I'm mad about it. Let's go into Soldier Field and um, get a W. That's about it. Jalen, who's winning this game, Titans or Broncos? I'm going for Vic. You know, I love Vic. Vic has done a lot for this Bears team, so I gotta go with Vic. I also gotta go with Vic. I I believe in Drew Locke as much as I believed in Mitchell Trubisky coming into. 2018 and 2019 but hopefully Trubisky can turn it on yet again against the Giants and make me believe in him once again once again thank you guys so much for 2.5k subscribers the grind to 3,000 is on we're as motivated as ever if not more we're going to keep putting out videos each and every day for you guys once again my name is Chris Malpe it's been a pleasure to be your host do us a favor and as always stay safe and bear down we'll see you in the next one Meet the opponents coming tomorrow. Peace.